This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. How are you? It's good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Thank you. Or I should say, good to be seen. Good to be seen. Yeah. Have you been taking pictures? I have been taking pictures. How about yourself? Um, I'm always taking pictures. That's not this really... This is a... true. This is true. But you've been... <laughs> You've been traveling. Didn't you just come back from somewhere? Didn't we you s- did. Actually, you know what? We were in Santa Barbara over the weekend. You travel a lot. They, I do. This is very true. Okay. Um, it is amazing that we're in the same place so often. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was in Santa Barbara, and actually I saw one of the most amazing things in the night sky. It was uh, SpaceX. They oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I wish I had more of, more of a notice. We literally ran outside. We were running an errand, and... Um, Actually, my friend's husband was running an errand, and he came back literally running in the house and was like, you guys have to go outside. You have to go outside right now. And we all ran outside and looked at the sky, and we'd just seen basically this sort of rocket that had split off. You still saw these two trails that were kind of coming through the sky, and it just kind of continuing on. And it was almost this beautiful cloud of color and uh just energy and then it was i we we probably watched it for maybe a couple minutes and then we heard this giant like rumble and then a boom and we're like what is that it was this sonic boom like that super cool much later it was so cool that's neat i you was, saw it as well i, saw I was photo. watching well i was watching the spacex launch on on web live oh god i was so out of the loop we and were so, like right there well, I'm sort of and sitting, i didn't know well, i'm sitting there watching it on the computer and at some point in the middle of it it says like this is probably visible from all over california and i and i i literally leaned my head out the window and looked around and there's this like bright light he like shown and us and i'm thinking that can't be i can't that can't be the rocket the rocket's 300 miles away yeah I was like, then I took a picture real quick, and then I sort of posted it, and I said, "Is this the rocket?" And then, of course, yeah, it, it was. And and then I looked again later; it was gone. It Other was people remarkable. have some amazing pictures of that. I know. I was I was watching actually a time lapse of it as well, and it was just oh yeah, I, I was that. blown blown away. It was it was stunning. I I made me think of like, how are we going to capture things like this in the future? You know, it's just it was it was really unlike anything I've I think I've ever seen. It was beautiful. That's nice. Cool. How do you think we should capture it in the future? Well, maybe that'll be my question. How do you think we should capture things like this? Well, you know, it it, it certainly begs the question about is a still photo enough? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because even a video isn't enough. Like it needed to be time lapsed to really see how amazing that was. Yeah, a lot of things aren't. I mean, that's one of the cool things about photography, because shutter speeds are super fast. Right. You can see things that you can't see with your eye. It's capturing a fraction of a second that in real life it would. It would change, right. but if you extend that idea, you can into time lapse. Yeah, you can also see things that you can't quite perceive with your eye, and so I would kind of argue that it's a 
it's a continuum from a thousandth of a second to a second to a hundred seconds to whatever. Yeah. That is, all of that is photography at some level. Like a chunk of time. It is. Uh, you know what? This is going to sort of invalidate some other things I was thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to talk about voxels? I, I, I really gonna, wanted to ask you about voxels. Yeah, I'm sort of <laughs> thinking, oh, I got to that. This is a problem maybe. I have to. I have to go. Back I think we can have lots of opinions, though. I mean, I think what's really interesting is you have such a wealth of experience and knowledge that I actually find it really interesting. And in, in different aspects, people can have you know contradictory opinions. Did I talk about voxels? You did. You sent you uh, sent uh, me a, a voice message <laughs> about oh, voxels, I was, and I, I was, was like, I need to ask you about voxels. I was ranting. Well, <laughs> well, remember when we were talking the other day and. I was saying how the photography is this abstract yeah. little clipping of space and time. Yes. But if time is an, an axis of this and you have this photograph, which is like a, a razor thin slice of time. Right. If if I take a, a, a picture that's uh, 120th of a second, that's a very quick fraction of time. Mm -hmm. If I take a picture that's a second long exposure, I have to like I might need a tripod because it's hard to hold it, but I'm capturing a, a bunch of light over the course of a second. Right. So if you can imagine that visually, it's a, like a little cube. There's yeah. the there's the rectangle, which is the frame, and then the depth of it is the time. Oh, I like that visualization. Yes. Yeah. And so if you think of time always in that axis, every photograph is a slice of that. Mm -hmm. And if you're taking pictures slower and slower, that is you're, you're starting to make a little chunk. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sampling a chunk of life, a yeah. chunk of time. That's a voxel. That's a computer term about a sort of a, a, a pixel is a little image unit. Uh -huh. And a pixel in time has volume. It's a voxel. That was yeah. a term. It may have, it probably was coined before Lucasfilm in the 80s, but it got popularized when, when the Pixar image computer was kind of getting developed and, mm -hmm. and they were doing some fancy stuff there. But my point is only that... If you make that voxel, if you make that <clears throat> that cube lo bigger and bigger and bigger, it's it's the equivalent of time lapse. Yeah, you're looking at a, a series of uh, an object moving through time, and you get motion. There's photographers who do lots of long exposure things, right, and, and see things you can't see with your eye because you're seeing it over time. Yeah, so that's kind of a cool thing. That is a cool thing. And um, but I, I again, I have this sort of problem with video mm -hmm. you know and this is what is what is your problem with video well you know okay i think i want to back up a little bit like i i've been a photographer my whole life yeah like i kind of established that i grew up with these pictures but i stopped taking pictures in the late 90s and um what happened was was that professional filmmaking equipment and video equipment and broadcasting equipment um had suddenly been democratized mm -hmm. by the end of the 90s. And so uh, things that were impossible to do for consumers, you could now do, you could buy a Mac, get Final Cut Pro, get a Sony TRV900, like this kind of $1,000 camera, right. and shoot almost professional quality video at home. And I was blown away that this capacity from from my beginnings in this world in the early, in the 80s now by 2000 anyone could make a movie and edit it professionally mm -hmm. and i was so excited by this and i thought that the world was going to change that now 
anyone can make a movie. They just need a little education. And so I started um, making a ton of movies and writing books about making these videos and home documentaries and all that stuff. That was the early 2000s, and I had young children at home. So that was my world. Yeah. But I gave up still photography for that. I just got full into video. <laughs> and digital still photography wasn't great. Like it was kind of coming of age, but I didn't like the big cameras. I didn't think that there was good printing. I, I felt I was really more interested in video. And I did that for years and I stopped taking pictures of anything mm -hmm. until digital video started to kind of, it arced yeah. and it became something else. Like now people stopped editing. Like iMovie and these other tools, it got so prevalent that you ended up with people just shooting little clips of video and sharing them and there was no more editing mm. it, and and so you don't feel the world changed in the way that you thought it would like you thought everyone was going to be making like full feature movies and yeah that the people would learn about video because it was so accessible mm -hmm. that they would start to edit video some people not everybody but that people would have simple editing tools and um and the kind of editing that I wanted to do wasn't fancy. It was yeah. simply taking pieces of video and chopping them and rearranging the pieces to tell the story. Yeah. And I made a ton of home movies and I wrote books on how consumers could make these ho sort of home documentaries. Yeah. But at the end of all of this process, I started missing still photography. And I realized that the difference is that to watch a video, you need technology. You, it's true. And, yeah. and so even though I love video and I, I mean, I got a ton of really positive feelings about how anyone can make videos and yeah. Snapchat and all that. If technology went away, if you didn't have a player or mm -hmm. a screen or power or any of that, video can't be – and it's in a format. It has to be in a certain file format. First right. there was, yeah. you know – it was, you know, whether it was at NTSC or PAL, and then later you had digital formats of MPEGs and and so forth. Yeah, MOV, MP4, and, yeah, and, MP3, and, and and it's confusing, and um, it's great. We all have computers, and we can right. share videos, and YouTube has has changed all of that. Yeah. But the thing about still photographs is they are technology independent. Mm -hmm. like you can. At the end of the day, I can print it out. I can make a hard copy, a physical thing, and it now no longer needs the tech to experience it. So, yes, I can shoot a video. Um, my friend was showing me some, like, cool little videos that were just little loops of th mm -hmm. th two-second loops, but they were so emotive. It was people standing around in the wind, and the wind was blowing. Like a live photo. It was a live photo. Yeah. But they saved it. You could save the live photo as a little video loop. Yep. And he was saying, look how much better this is than a, than a photo. Look how uh, how much it communicates more than the still photo. Do you agree? I do agree. It does create more. It's got a ton more information. And you, and motion isn't a great thing to put in there. It wasn't, it wasn't like creating a story, mm -hmm. but it definitely created something that was powerful and photographic and emotive, but you needed a computer to experience it. Right. And to me, part of the joy of photography is that maybe it can stand alone like even when all this all of this stuff goes away and it's a hundred years in the future <laughs> i've taken that windy day of the people on the playa or whatever the the picture is right and i've somehow like the hard part can i capture the windiness in a still image and it, it it's never going to be the same as the moving image right 
but it's going to last forever and the video i promise you in in 10 years can't be watched or 20 years it won't be able to be watched we will have lost the ability to see that file format or to, to understand what that was well your gallery can you imagine like a gallery wall and all of these images are moving sort of simultaneously it's like what happens if the power goes out all well, those screens go black and they may solve it <laughs> they may solve it you know where the power is coming out of the air and everyone's got lcd displays all over their house and we right. can put i mean i get in a perfect i can picture a world where it's amazing mm-hmm and maybe it's not as distracting as it sounds where I walk into a house and all the pictures are moving in kind of a Harry Potter sort of way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is a different thing to try to boil it down to that Im a, a fixed image that you fixed something. Right. And it will last. You have to make a decision. Well, that's yeah, you got to make a decision. And uh, and it's harder. Yeah. And maybe people don't want harder. And maybe I'm I'm an old guy and that's what well <laughs> that goes without saying but, but maybe <laughs> I like this stuff and no one else ever will but I think it'll only take one good power failure or one good company going out of business yeah. where everybody's stuff is sort of crushed in the same way that today when there's one good hacking yeah. and, and someone and a million emails or whatever and 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 everyone kind of wakes up and is yeah. like oh crap like maybe we shouldn't be sharing all this stuff or maybe I should have a backup or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be a way, you know, one of those come to Jesus moments where it's like, oh, crap, all of my pictures in the cloud just got munged or I, oh, I lost my heartbreaking. I can't remember my password. Yeah. And I can't access it and I, and I can't restore it or grandma died and no one knows how to access all all of the photos of the family that are on her sir on her right, whatever right. Her cloud account i don't know what it is i love all that tech i mean i've been a technologist my whole life right it's a prosthetic device for people like me that yeah. <laughs> it allows me to seem like i'm highly functional right but i'm not and you get reliant on it we've taken all of our books and all of our worldly information and all of our images and we've digitized them mm -hmm. which makes them wonderfully malleable and easily shareable and easily fixable and so many great things when you put it into that format but there is a downside which is they don't really exist they you don't go through them you don't look at yeah you don't like look at the pictures on the wall you don't look at the photo albums and flip through the pages they're just kind of they just sort of sit there and they almost die i mean like i, I never not i shouldn't say i never but i i really rarely go through the photos on my phone and it, it's honestly one of the reasons that I think it's it's important to just to, to print them out, you know, to like see them every so often. Otherwise, they just sit there and then you have these memories and someone's like, oh, you know, what is what does so and so look like? Or what did you guys do last summer? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, uh, let me dig that up. Oh, sorry. It's sinking. It's stuck in the cloud. I actually can't show you that video. <laughs> well, it's heartbreaking. It, it is heartbreaking. I think that. Software companies will get better at giving us tools for finding stuff, I suppose. But I mean, still, isn't it like the I don't know human nature that you're not you're not going to actively do we need more reasons to stare at our phone that you're not going to like go and look at it like to have I don't know to have the choice to have it like shared and shareable and printed and on your wall or 
well, out for people to see. I'd like I think I'd like to spend a whole uh, episode with you just talking about why I think printing is important. Of course, um, yeah. Because like this is part of it. Yeah. Maybe this is part one. <laughs> this is part one. But to be continued. To, yeah, let's let's wind up and um, when we come back next time, like let's actually talk about printing because it's super important to me, mm-hmm. and it's not just making a hard copy, and it does involve some of these things we've been talking about as far as you know technology companies disappearing and passwords going away, and, and but there's more to it than that. So. Um, to be continued. To be continued. Part one of two. It was great. Welcome back. Thank you I very want to hear much. More, I want to hear more about your trip, but um, <laughs> let's do it on in our next episode. All right. Thanks, Ruben. All right. I'll talk to you then. Bye.